Welcome back to another episode of the Stormonautas Podcast, All Thousand. My name's Eric, with me is my co-host Robert. Hi. We are both back. Uh, Robert's now the uh, tournament veteran of the combined 9th edition. Ray's actually in second, but he was recording with three over our RTT this past weekend. Me, I was another weekend, as did a lot of other people. As there were some big events, we've also some out. And uh, hopefully, me um, and Craft World Eldar talk about that in greater depth. And um, lo and behold, there was also a reveal. <laughs> I'm only a little excited for those. Yeah, so in case you missed it, I guess there was, I, I told you, I did. There was some sort of campaign, Tyranid, Viathan Bach, record those events and whoever a prize. And I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of neat what the prize was. Who gets their codex and new models revealed first? And, um, yeah, if you thought there was a big splash of bomb, Robert, tell us. <laughs> to summarize it, the, the thing that I like the most is we're actually getting a Godzilla, and it's great. But I'll actually pull up that article so that way I don't get any of these names wrong because there's, I know for a fact, there's new Termagants, there's new Hormagants, there's new Gene Stealers, there's new Lictors, there's new Biovores and Pyrovores, there's a new Death Leaper, as we've seen in the other post where it was like, yeah, here he has a cape now. Um, yes, indeed. But yeah, it's Biovore, Pyrovore, Gene Stealers, Termagants, and Hormagants. Lictors and something called a Neurolictor, which just sounds terrifying. And then the big Godzilla man himself, the Nor like the Norn emissary or Norn assimilator. I understand this model is roughly Yeah, looking at the um comparison photos that they have in the article for the review, he is a big chunker, and I assume the one Wraith Knight that he is well, one Wraith construct that he's standing next to might be a Wraith Lord because it has two cannons on the shoulders um, and it's not as gangly and long as a Wraith Knight is. But, geez, this is probably the most detailed bug I've ever seen. Little crazy. Um, but also, the, the big thing that got me was, sure, we got new Gaunts in the Leviathan box with all of the normal guns and stuff, but that's only one kind of gun. The Gaunts now get three different guns. Yeah, I was a bit surprised by that. Yeah, they're a little okay. bit tall. He's about... head is above, so I guess ripped. Yeah, that's a, probably a good thing, but it's cent it's, there's a, it's a lot of centralization in his torso with how big and chunky it is. Yeah, in the amount of... At first thought, he looks almost... And I do want to correct myself. The Termagants actually have four different guns. Really? Yeah, it looks like they have the, the flesh borer hive like they did the little cone-shaped one from the old models. Um, and then they have an elongated rifle, which is new to me. I've only just started collecting Tyranids. And then it looks like it has a flamer, and it looks like they also get to carry around a similar gun to the barb gaunts, where it's like a, a heavier missile or something like that. Yeah. And then the Hormagons just look sweet. They actually look like Velociraptors. It's got, got the, the old lore was that they were actually um, orcs. They're all gone. Very similar. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that they're on something like a 60 or 80 millimeter base now. Maybe upgraded from their 50s. It's hard because, to tell. Yeah, because these definitely took a lot of inspiration from like a scorpion because of the tail shape. But it's also a scarab because that's a lot of shell. <laughs> Indeed, it's uh, first Sylvaneth Queen. She rides like Oh, Alariel? Yeah, it looks a lot like that. Yep. And the... Touching on the Lictors and Neurolictor, that still sounds the most terrifying thing ever. Um, the Neurolictor just looks like a Ravener, almost, until you see the legs and the gigantic brain. And then the normal Lictor is menacing looking. And then, yes, there's Death Leaper. 
good old lictor with a cape. Neural. Because well, the other thing, which we did not get a whole lot of previews about, so does that mean you know, one of the things we've heard is multiple detachments? Most likely, because the, the Norn Emissary is the psycho version of the Assimilator, because the Assimilator has two guns, two scything talons, and a whole bunch of spines. Whereas you get to the Emissary, he only has big claws and big hands. It doesn't look like he actually has guns, so he must have a whole bunch of psychic ability. Uh, but yeah, ultimate monster mash. Like I said, lots of cool models shown off. Uh, no stat coded. I think that'll be more into 10th edition bike. Well then, shiny. So I'm assuming there was also... Yeah, because I honestly think they probably had the Tyranid books and Space Marine books printed and stuff at the same time. So that way they could go very much just like how news outlets do for the Super Bowl, where they print two different papers and one's for one team and one's for the other. I want to be the guy to t-shirt Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Well, one thing we did get, if you're an Imperial player and feeling uh, shut out from various books, fan. Yep. She looks like a guardsman that survived long enough to not be a commissar, but be as scary as one. I don't know anything about guard character, so... She looks angry. It's the last white shield of Kassar. 100. Okay, she's a Cadian. Yeah. That's that's all that matters to a lot of people. <laughs> and Ray did mention Scorpion. Interesting. Um, which, the, yeah, it's our first full balance data slate. I forgot to... Well, I still have the community page open, so let's go find it, shall we? Oh, Ray. <laughs> yeah, true. That's probably a lot faster. <laughs> Having used the app... Yeah, it actually came into play a lot with quick rules lookups, like... We never really had to call over a judge for anything super awkward or specific. There was a few instances where it was like, hey, what about this scenario? Like we had servo skulls and I had one game against Dark Angels where it just it was a weird timing. It was a really low score, but it didn't matter because I still lost. Um, all right. So I did find the actual article. So it talks about the strands of fate, blah, 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 the normal pool of dice that you roll decreasing by one if you don't like it um that's talking about corsairs enhancement stratagem i did not realize this had 126 pages okay um it's probably up here. so yeah once per phase before making a dice roll for a model or a unit from your army with strands of fate ability if you have one or more dice in your fate dice pool you can use one of those fate dice to do so select one of those fate dice to substitute that dice roll so yes, it is once per phase. So it is, you can do one in the shooting phase. You can do one in the fight phase, in the charge phase, that kind of stuff. So it's no longer, oh, here's these four dice rolls that I chain into sixes kind of thing. I think that made a bit quite a bit of the app for me uh, before making one, one. So I think the whole argument that, yeah, I need to make four shot dice. Well, it's because of the fact that I know the argument was originally because it focused on the die roll itself. That's where the issue was because it was a, there was no limit per phase in the original rules, but instead it just went, okay, per dice roll, you can do it however many times, as long as you don't use it on the same dice. I guess so I with, think that, go ahead. No, it's the same thing. What's changed now with fire it could be this unit over here gets one fate die. It's like one die. Okay. Yeah. Cause it specifies for a model or a unit with your, from your army with the strands of fate ability so at that point it's a because i know the the gimmick like i've seen some people talk about is if you're you save all your sixes with the for the wraith knight to yep. instead of actively overwatch or actively devastating wound if you don't go first you save them for like overwatch strats 
So you just go, okay, here's my number of shots, and I'm just going to automatically hit you at least twice, and then I'm going to automatically devastatingly wound you. That was something that you could do, and that way you would just get 4d6 mortal wound that is either moving or charging and ruining your opponent's game plan that way. Yeah, and uh, we already saw that from both whenever you can get Garen step. Yeah, like um, I know at the... <laughs> <laughs> at the RTT we had, we had one guy bravely bring something like 120 gaunts, and I know for most of his, most of his games, he just took lethal hits and he just threw buckets of dice at people. That list looked like a lot of fun to play. It's, it was wild. It looked at one point he was in this deployment zone, and I forgot this one of the, the diet mm-hmm. corners. And basically, the gaunt started in the back corner, and they went forward, and then it went over this piece of terrain and back down the other side. Ew, that I have no idea if this is competitive. Nah, nah. It's in general, from what I've seen, carpet gaunts are not the way to go. For one, for your back, <laughs> and two, for the potential of like, if you are playing into something like knights where they have here's my sweeping profile and here's my big profile their guns are going to pick up a whole bunch of your gaunts before they get halfway across the table and the ones that do make it across the table you're just going to sweeping profile all of them to death <laughs> one thing i've seen though especially in a few other factions, cat unit max is highly capped models it it makes a lot of sense because of the restriction on the amount of battle line and dedicated transports that you can take. So you can't just run around with um, like 200 demonettes or whatever. You can only run 60. But anyway, because that was it a list. It, could, it just means you get to bring 60 other of a different kind of demon troop. But yeah, that was kind of the list where you just came forward and like, okay, yeah, sooner or later you object. Not sure if that worked. But luckily other people have uh, win all the major factions. Correct me if I'm wrong. Before and after. Yep, you are in fact correct. So it's a solid couple of weeks worth of hey here's how stuff changed and it definitely affected a lot of stuff because the first meta watch that popped up it was something super scary of here's armies with like a 70 percent win rate or something crazy <laughs> looking at you craft worlds and they've they've tamed a little bit they're still a little out there at a 62% win rate, and their average VP difference is, I think, something like 55 points or something, if I'm reading this all correctly. Yep. I mean, obviously, if you're going first and you got to do double crazy Wraith Knight devastating wounds shenanigans, like what happened to me out at Rage GT, uh, you get a game where it's like 112. So, swingy games happen. Uh, and then right below them, as much as I'm happy to say, woo, I have a good army. I don't like being a boogeyman. And that's Custodes at a almost 61%. I felt this was coming because you and I did a couple of practice crafts. Six stuff, seven, eight, prop. I was kind of hoping this. I was like so excited. Oh, well, I get my own. Okay. Yeah. And the one game that, well, the several games that I had over these last couple of weeks between the RTT and a local game with Don, I've only dropped one out of six games with custodes and all of them have been pretty close games. the the game with dawn i only mathematically win it because of the fact that we thought about what i could have done instead and i would have beaten him by seven point otherwise um we actually tied 88 to 88 with custodes versus death guard god dang it mortarian <laughs> chunky chunky loaded interesting that he's uh still competitive with death yeah but 
we all know Dawn is stubborn. <laughs> so your other... And... Go ahead. No, so your other uh, army cast. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's specifically for the loyalist ones. If we go a couple pages, um, 15% different. Chaos Knights have only won 45% of their games, which makes me happy because that means they're a mediocre army and I don't have to feel bad about putting them on the table. Uh, Hulk, which I've been hearing. I was shocked about these orcs at 55%. Orcs? Orcs? Mm-hmm. Who's playing orcs? I mean, well, I mean, there's two thousand of them. Yeah, so exactly. Like that, they, you know, orcs. They just creep out of the woodwork, and then we see a big plummet, which I find odd. Sorry. And that is, in fact, dark Eldar dropping all the way down to forty-eight percent. And it's bizarre because give or take percentage. And I'm just saying because it's Drukari. How do you guys? Because there's a huge cluster. And so something amiss. Uh, I am a bit surprised yeah. that Drukari are that high. Though. Well, it's one thing I will give Drukari for that win rate is they have a lot of really f- nifty mobility tricks. And the fact that they can also break the deep strike rules where they can just shove their raiders and stuff in deep strike for free past the half point limit or whatever is really really cool it's one thing that made my stream game on war games live actually kind of hard because i only had talos and chronos to shoot at and even then i could barely see them so i had to get out of position to do that but yeah like we look at it's death watch necrons world leaders normal chaos space marines demons and tyranids are all in that 47% area. And we, then it's another drop down to Sisters and Chaos Knights at 45. And then we start getting into Space Wolves and Grey Knights and Normal Marines, Botan. Well. Vanilla Marines, various Oath of Bowman. Just so dang. What? Yeah, it, it's definitely a sign that, sure, the Marines have a lot more games played comparatively to a lot of things. Because if you include actual space marines with the rest of their sub factions it's well over like six thousand games because space marines themselves are almost four thousand games worth of data and i do have to feel bad for our our last three here and that is imperial guard tau and admech now admech have a really small field to take data from of less than 700 games but it is very much a there's Still only like 31%. Yeah, these are, yeah, Astro Militarum at 35%. I just begin to wonder, especially Admech, but I breaking assault, all those tank fire. Yeah, it's, I know overall it's guardsmen kind of suffer the problem that would exist for an army of bring a whole bunch of T3 dudes with like a four up save. As soon as you get shot with AP1, it's just a nope, we're dead. <laughs> um, and then their tanks, This the beginning of the, the game has a lot of anti-vehicle, like really crazy anti-vehicle shooting. So I can understand their tanks just being picked up because Devastating Wounds just doesn't care. And Tau and Admech kind of fall into the same thing because Tau, as I played against them and fa- figured out the hard way, their crisis suits are all vehicles. I brought something that gets Devastating Wounds against vehicles and monsters for so my desecrator shoots at a crisis suit unit of like five dudes. All right, here's 11 mortal wounds. He just picks up a whole bunch of drones. And then I got to do it again next turn because they don't have the guns to crack into things like knights anymore. Interesting. Yeah. I heard the thing about the 
rail cannon, <laughs> all kinds of deep yeah. strike. I don't know. It is definitely the the lack of tank punch power. Because yeah, like you have your hammerheads and everything else that are good at taking out tanks at, along with the broadside. But at the same time, it's a broadsides are like a unit of one or two or something. And then you also have to bring hammerheads. Which then, in order to make them effective, you have to give them spotter units. So Tau effectively pay the... Still pay the, here's my troop tax to take the army I want. I guess. Uh, I guess I go back to object. You're not forced to take battle with a ton. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, if I owned Tau, it would be like, yeah, I was the guy who brought nine broadsides because I just really love those suits. Don't be mad at me. Yeah, and that's the whole reason why I stopped jumping bound uh, static. Yeah. So we're definitely seeing data with the with the balance update and the some of the stuff that has come into play. Like the points hike stuff was very knee jerky, as everyone has kind of it for knights if you want to bring big knights with the points hikes you effectively just had to drop one armager to bring this effectively the same list it's like definitely saw on stream although the terrain looked much better at tacoma against it was on windows or no yeah with because putting together the two serastis chassis that i have those suckers are easily 10 and a half inches tall it don't matter how tall you make a building most of them will be able to look over it <laughs> but again i was a critic and you're still patched redesign every i don't know i keep getting told the printer will whip this out and there's something to be said about that where i the game mat.eu terrain that i have works great for this edition because it all comes on its own base but it, it's mostly all ruins there's no cr effective craters there's no effective forests there's no there's no interactive terrain both people it's either i can see you or I can't see, which if we're doing it in a if we're doing a binary game, that's what every player wants is terrain that says I can see or I can't see. Make the game really simple. But at the same time, there's a line that you have to draw where you either have a really boring table where it's all ruins, or you have a more dynamic table where there's only a couple of big ruins that are solid and block line of sight. And you have a whole bunch of smaller buildings and forests and stuff, so you still get cover all the time, but you're more visible. About. Yeah, and because I play both sides of the not towering and towering coin, yeah, line of sight blocking terrain makes the knight matchup that much easier for both people, because the knights don't have to sit there and go, ah, I can see you through this window at this angle. It's, nah, I can't see you. Okay. <laughs> But then at the same time, like some weird interactions that have happened where, okay, I engaged your knight within an inch through the wall of this building. Well, it's a solid wall, so your knight can't see me, so your knight can't shoot at me while you're in combat with that weird scenario. Hey listeners, this is Raymond with the Extreme Honest Podcast here to talk to you about KR cases. If you're like me and you're constantly looking for that better way to store your armies, then look no further than KR Cases. That's right, this is the foam company known for their soft blue foam in the cardboard cases. They're a great way to mix and match whenever you're heading out for that next tournament. You can just swap out those boxes and no need to worry about switching the foam in and out. They're sturdy, the boxes help protect your models, and if you when you order, they come fast, the order is right, and for a better price than the other guy. So go to krcases.com 
And when you place your order, be sure to mention the Exterminatus podcast. Is your beer keg boring? Does it not have enough tentacles coming out of it? Does it not taste as funny as you remember because you didn't put a tear in it? Well, the wonderful makers of the Necro Nom 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 to replace your average pizza decided to come out with a, another book of the Lovecraft Cock. So they're from RedDukeGames.com and it will guide you through 78 different kinds of cocktails to summon a demon, summon a space bug. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be a very, very wonderful time, and we would highly recommend that you try to not ingest too many while at the gaming table, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen when you roll Perils of the Warp or you roll a natural one on your persuasion check if you decide to play indeed. So if you're looking for fanciful drinks, go ahead and grab the Lovecraft Cocktails by the madmen at reddukegames.com, the makers of the Necro Nom Nom. Are you a gamer that has more bare plastic than you have time to paint? Do paintbrushes spontaneously combust when you hold them? If either of these is true, contact White Crow Studios and get your models painted by a college-trained professional painter. You can contact Bo at whitecrow.commissions at gmail.com and view his previously painted models at White Crow Studios on Facebook. Other competitive news? Um, two weeks from now? The W start. If we'll start with that, Ben Jurek, uh, we've got Match Crawler in Paris, uh, Captain Lennon, Corrales, Eric Jack Harps, not a name of luck to say, uh, House Only Fair. So. Yeah, it's definitely a big step to go and play any game or any for your country at that level where it's, yep, here's a whole bunch of people. They're all really good at the game. And it's what I remember. I remember saying this at some point, the going to the WCW, I still coined it first games workshop curses you, Damn right. um, but going to that, that's no small feat because that's invite only. So if you get there, you're playing in the tub with the big dog and yeah, that's something to be really proud of. So going to the WCC for Team USA is something that everyone should be super proud of. And having met Ben, he's really smart, really, really, really good at this game. And he is definitely a very strong addition. Super hard to read. So <laughs> who's top? Curious to see how they batch up. Yeah. I'd love to tell you that we're going to provide wall-to-wall coverage. Really hard. And uh, lock. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely going to be an adventure because maybe they weren't playing their exact list out at Tacoma, but I mean, it's also the wild, wild west of 40k right now with it being in, in being indexed. Um, <laughs> talking about the the one guy out at Rage that had a Tau list that was something like eight models. Ah, those tiger sharks, terrifying. Uh, but being a competitor, quite. But there are some rules issue with those because their bases are just too big, and I feel bad for the guy. But yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't want to play his list. So speaking of competitive events and how things shook out, mm-hmm. we do have actually two of them to talk about this weekend. Indeed, we alluded to one of them earlier, but uh, what's um, the other? Yep. So we got the good old show me showdown. I don't know how many years it's been running, but several. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Several is always a good answer. And their population of players was 100 players. Not bad. And the top five are Peyton Priest with Gene Steeler Colt. With now, this event had some of the weirdest records to exist, but they can happen. He is four up, uh, five, two, and one is how you would say when he had draws, I believe. Um, one of those draws was a one hundred. 
Okay. Which is why it scratches my head. Um, in fourth place, we have Mitch McGill playing Tyranids going 6-1-1. One, and one. In third place, we have Austin Howell, um, Howald playing Eldar also going 6-1-1. One, one. I think he was the one who played Peyton in round 5-6. Yes, yes, he was. In second place, we have Dan Sammons playing Eldar going 5-6-7-1. And, and then Trainer Wolf coming in first place with Eldar going undef- a full 8-0 undefeated. Wow. Dan Sammons won the, Mar- the Lord Marshall series, won the big event. Uh, well, Trainer brought an Autark, Wayleaper, a Farseer Skyrunner, the Incarn, three Fire Prisms, three Hornets, a Night Spinner, some Shadow Spectres. I know those are the Forge World mm-hmm. guys. Uh, two D Cannon platforms, two Warwalkers, and two units of Warp Spider. Okay. So he opted to not bring the Wraith Knights in exchange for being able to funnel all of those Fate Dice into the Fire Prisms, I'm guessing. And also the Incarn being the totally not Slane- totally not Slane- The other thing too is the firing very interesting unit. They try the box so the aspect warrior yeah. is not included. You, you in know the, the Eldar stuff better than I do. But uh, yeah, he's not the uh, no, it's not Cobra. Cobra's not a Hornet. Um is it Link? No, it's a vehicle. Exarch. Yeah, Exarch. Uh, but anyway, they're pretty nasty. I don't know. I get another one to balance something. I'm gonna take a Ram Sab and say it's Irolith. Yeah. But... Okay. So yeah. It's a very different Eldar list than what we expected to see from like um, taking a peek at Dan's list here, the Autark, Farseer, Spirit Seer, the Incarn, Hornets, some Night Spinners, two units of Shadow Spectres, one D Cannon, some more Walkers, Warp Spiders, and then Wraith Guard. So it looks like in general people have moved away from the Wraith Knight build because that's already a humongous points investment right. and you don't get with it all the time. Yeah, but look, Guard, Fire Purport Platform, very high. And then the Warp Spider. Yep. And looking over Austin's list, it is the same idea. A lot of mobility, not a lot of fire prisms, just a lot of hornets and some D cannons, but no wraith knights. So it is a clear sign that people moved away from bringing the big stompy robots in Eldar and going back to the hover tank. Just but shout out to Aaron Hermstead coming in six with Chaos Knights. Woo! There you go. Oh boy, he he brought. The tyrant along with a whole bunch of dogs. Yay. Anyway, so yes, congratulations to all the participants out at Show Me Showdown. Classic event. Um, I will consider going at some point. I know it's like way out in Minnesota, right? I think it's in Missouri. Montana. Well, either way, it's some state called MO, and That's I forget Missouri. what it is because I'm a silly head. Yeah, ma, whatever. But now let's go ahead and jump over to the West Coast here with the, the U.S. Open Tacoma. It held in Washington on the same weekend. And this population, this is also a Games Workshop official event. So we got to see all their terrain. Their population was 361 players. Wow. Yeah. So their top five here, because I know they do like a weird pod cut system. Their top five was Jamis Thane with Necrons, who went undefeated, but he had a couple low scores in there, so he just couldn't get into that topper bracket. In fourth place, we have Matthew Gayer with Demon. In third place, we have Jeremiah Bergdale with listed as Suryani, but I mean, it's craft. And then in second place, we have Hank Adams with Custodes. And in first place, we have Steve Trimble with Custodes. So somebody uh, took Custodes. Yay! So 
Steve's list, when I read it the first time, I was all someone at that event already stole my heart once with like bringing six data sheets, and two of them were Terminators and Custodian Guard. Like, simple, nothing crazy. This Steve decided to do better. <laughs> there is there is no Terminator, there's seven data sheets. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, six data sheets because of Trajan and two shield captains, but he brought 30 custodian guard. That is a lot of <laughs> more about how this. Well, the, the theory I have behind it is you can effectively deep strike one unit of custodians if you really needed to, probably the one with Trajan. And then the other ones have the shield captains, which give you free command point uses on them. So if you wanted to deep strike one of those units, you could still use Ingress on them for free. But it's very much a, this is a bunch of wounds. You're not going to touch us because each of the shields gives an extra wound to its bearer. So the eight guys that have spears, that's 24 wounds. You add eight more wounds on top of that. Each of these units has 32 wounds of two up armor, four up invuln, four up field no pain to mortal wounds. And base OC. Oh my. It is very much the walk forward. We touch a button. This is our button now. You're never getting it back, kind of thing. But they're also tough. To, I, I brought my tank. I don't. Have... And because I don't own them, um, I don't have a Calidus Assassin. I don't have the Exaction Squad, but they are cheap units, like less than 40 points a pop for the Exaction units. And with that, you get something like five models if i'm reading the list they just stand around and do apps buttonhole so, yeah. so i guess primary well honestly it would really depend on what you were playing into because looking at his record here first he played in <laughs> he had a custodian mirror round one that was fun um and then he played in necron and then he played eldar and round four he played in death Watch. so it looks like and then necrons again for round five it very much looks like he could have, because from playing um, fixed missions with my knights and like one fixed mission with my custode, the the consistent points of fixed mission are nice and all, but they definitely swing your points average down by a lot. Yeah, that is usually what ends up happening. And like if you're playing into something like like Dark Eldar, for instance, well, their characters are going to come to you, and you want to crack the raiders, so. Quite literally, it's you just have to fight over primary, and you just have to worry about blowing up the raiders and their characters, and you can already have a pretty solid... But if you're playing into something like Gene Stealer Cult, where they have a whole bunch of bodies that come back, and you have to fight through those to get to their character, Assassinate isn't a smart idea, because you have to work really hard. I don't think Custodian... Um, the Blade Champ does... The, aside from that, yeah, there's not a lot of precision that goes around. You just hit real hard and you hit real good all the time. Unless you're me and you bring axes, which he's had. Because they get one less attack and they hit on... Th yeah, cry about it. But not going to cry about it on air. Because... <laughs> yeah, stop it. So anyway, there's your round of fans. Uh, questions for... Uh, most time you can hit us up on Walk Up. But anyway, um, question number one. Uh, Eric, what do you guys think of the new Epic Horse? Uh, I never played epic so i can't answer so for me it's kind of imagine unless the positives is that's how i got into 40 but i absolutely hate the whole i do not i'm now yeah i'm so excited and like and what factions are wait there's only just playing yeah that's why when i did invest the second edition of horus heresy with the big fancy book now i was like okay i'll have 
I'll put together World Eaters at some point because I have the Angron model, but I'll just wait to actually try and play it until my Custodes, because Custodes are different enough from Marines that it feels like I'm unique and not playing. Oh no, here's my T4 3 up save guy. Whatever shall I do? Some of the rules. I also don't like older Mark II. I'm a big fan of the Mark III armor, but that's because most of the World Eater stuff is still running around in Mark III armor. <laughs> And it looks really cool. So I have bias. They have the, they got the horn. Nonetheless, question. Uh, we will get back to ITC rankings. We were actually just winner at that. We're also going to W. Uh, Robert in the running. We'll have to get that. Yep. And the last touch I want to make on Tacoma Open is Ben Jurek did a heck of a job. Came in seventh Craft Worlds. And he only, he only dropped two games. But the rest of his scores were either 100 or within 10 points. That's pretty special. All just learning manipulate these missions is by far the play the missions kind of went oh that's some prep work a lot of and some familiar names that popped out of it um colin sherman hey um he came in 22nd with craft worlds he only got to play six rounds but at that point i know sometimes he doesn't always play the full eight rounds because mm-hmm. most events aren't eight rounds so if he had other things to go and do i could understand him not playing the last couple of rounds yeah otherwise just kind of looking at the other names not a whole bunch of other familiar things but it is an official gw and they clearly had the player base for it of almost 400 stuff uh this is the last i'm gonna say yes because i never keep track of that schedule because i never worried about the wtc until i knew a guy on the team <laughs> i meant uh i'm sorry yeah the... oh the wcw say um yeah like there's I know there was only a handful of them, and then the WCW is in November. So yeah, I think there's one more, like one or two more, and then we'll be able to actually see who gets invited to to that and see what happens. All right, Robert, anything else to add? Remember, kids, you build a night, build it in a sub-assembly. Don't be like me where you have to put it into the freezer twice to fix something. Oh, really? Yeah, priming it, I priming my castigator. I, one, I snapped the ammo belt, trying to shape it to not be right next to the torso, and it snapped, like, okay, well, at least it broke in half, and that was easy enough to fix. But then there was the, well, your arm doesn't sit right now. All right, guess we get to fix the arm. And now, to actually go and paint it, I had to actually snap the ammo belt off of the backpack, so that way I could paint the leg. (laughs) Hey, the ammo belt stayed in one piece, though, after that, so it's okay. (laughs) Forward to seeing it back. Well, I mean... It's in sub-assemblies. It counts. It works. Indeed. Or you could be like an idiot like I do and buy your bottle. <laughs> Just dip it. The army. Anyway, <laughs> that little uh, gust of luck on those. We'll look forward to time. My name I'm Robert. And thank you.